Hey, wine and real estate listeners, it's Jason Lowe from episode number 129. At Ascendant Financial, ibcforme.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors all across Canada, the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it becomes difficult to access the financing that you need or when interest rates in the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at ibcforme.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you're already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, puts you in a position of total and absolute control over the repayment schedule of your loans while enhancing your overall returns. So whether you're a new real estate investor or a seasoned real estate investor, we believe that ready access to money to take advantage of high caliber opportunities and all the financial control should be in your hands, not the banks and not some loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for wine and real estate podcast listeners. And so if you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, less headaches, head on over to ibcforme.com. That's ibcforme.com. Wine and Real Estate presents the five podcasts to listen to or watch in 2022. Brandon and Carol from Metalo Properties. How to scale to over $10 millions in two years. Uh, again, sharing your story has been probably our, our key success factor in terms of attracting um, like-minded individuals. Yeah. No, that's great. And you have to be very aligned with your JV partners. Can you walk us through maybe sort of a typical deal, like how much goes in it, how much your partner needs to bring and how it's structured, like how, what's the agreement look like, things like that, if you don't mind sharing. No, not at all. Um, so obviously with this shifting market, it's difficult to to pinpoint the exact price point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would say majority of our properties that we purchase are anywhere between 400,000 to 600,000. And okay. we specialize, yeah, we specialize in multifamily unit conversions. So we typically grab a house and we convert it either into a duplex or a triplex. Um, that conversion, depending on the uh, state that the upstairs unit is in, can be anywhere between 80 to 150. Um, and again, also depending on the city and the cycle of COVID because yeah, <laughs> um, So that's why it's a big range. But anyways, anywhere between 80 to 150. So typically um, we're private lending or, or our JV partners bring in the down payment funds as well as the renovation funds um, and the mortgage. So really they're putting up anywhere between 200 to 300 grand. Um, and then on refinance, they're getting majority of that money back. We typically don't like to get into deals where they're not getting at least uh, 40% or sorry, they're, leave, they're leaving more than 40% of the money into the deal. Cause the whole point is for them to replicate and continue to do this. Yeah. Right. So if they're leaving all the funds there, then they can't continue to grow. Right. So um, that's basically it. And then from there, we rent out the units. Each duplex gives us about a thousand to two thousand dollars a month um, in in um, cash flow after mortgage refinances and all that stuff. Um, so it, it's pretty awesome in terms of uh, passive uh, appreciation as well as um, 
you know, active cash flow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A thousand per unit. So do you do short term rentals or how, how do you achieve such high numbers? No, um, we haven't gotten into that space yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely interested in it, but but so far we, we focus on, on renting to long-term tenants and providing safe housing for them. Um, it really, we, we focus on buying the right properties um, and doing probably, I would say, more on the high-end renovations um, just so that people... I, I guess enjoy the space a little more and, and they're willing to pay a little bit more for, for yeah. those pets. Um, I don't know if there's any other tricks as to, as to how we maximize the rents. No, I, I, I mean, I'd say that your typical things like you, when you're listing it, you want to have obviously some very clear pictures and a clearer strategy of, of and process of how you're writing it. So the communication with tenants or people that are applying for it, um, that's also going to attract or, or deter certain people as well. But, I think the main point is the finishes. We try to give our homes a, a luxury feel to try to attract that type of that type of uh, whether it's a young professional or a family, but people that um, more high income earners are willing to spend more on the home that they're living in. And it also Absolutely. starts with why I would say, right? Because depending on the neighborhoods we're buying into as well, um, and, and that's where the price point comes into play as well. But we, we tend to find really good neighborhoods and in really nice streets as well, which attracts better tenants as well. Yeah, location is huge. I used to be in uh, high-end apartment rentals. So I was in charge of marketing. And in Ottawa, some apartments went for up to $7,000 a month for like a two-bedroom apartment. But again, wow. it was location. It had underground parking. There was a piano room and it just went on and on. <laughs> What you provide, I mean, does dictate the uh, the end buyer. So it's important to have that persona in mind. Who is sure. your your um, your prospective tenant? Who's going to rent this place? And what kind of lifestyle do they lead? Do they want like granite, uh, heated floors, dishwasher, or two dishwashers or dish drawers if you get fancy, yeah. uh, laundry like in suite, uh, parking. Uh, usually if they're that fancy, they do want private parking or a garage or or something. So that's really neat. So the actual agreement itself, how do you guys write that down? Because if you have a JV partner, oftentimes there's a, a big agreement with a lawyer. And can you walk us through those steps? Like how do people um, get involved? Yeah, I mean, our process for JVing with somebody is obviously building the relationship, making sure that um, that we have like-minded goals and, and personalities, right? We don't want anybody working with us that doesn't want to work with us or doesn't like no. us, and vice versa, right? Yeah. It's meant to be passive, and this is meant to be you know something that everybody enjoys. So um, we build that relationship, make sure that our goals align, and then once somebody actually wants to do something with us, we have a JV letter of intent that they sign with us, and it basically allows us to make sure that we understand what their goals are and what we're chasing after and that that agrees with what they've said to us because sometimes there could be miscommunication. Yeah. <laughs> um, once we have an agreement as to what it is that somebody wants to get into and, and the maximum amount of funds that they'd like to spend, then we essentially start hunting for those opportunities. And once we find them, then we bring the opportunities to the, the people that signed the JV letter of intent. 
And um, basically the way it works is if we find the deal and if we're bringing our power team and, and handling all the construction and every like property management, like basically everything from start to finish, uh, then we take 50% of the deal. And they're just bringing in the funds. And again, after the renovations are done, then, then they get a large portion of those funds back. That is if that is the, the individual's goals. There are some people that are totally fine just putting the money in a project because they just want to get in and, and that's it. They don't want to do anything else. Bavis Rainy Vasan from Rise Investments. Making lemonade with lemons, how a risky investment turned into a win-win situation. It all comes to who you know and how they know you and what yes. you're representing yourself. So I very much believe on that. And another one I wanted to, you know, uh, bring that is right after that, you know, I was uh, listening to uh, many, many podcasts I want to learn. And I was listening to you guys. I was listening to a lot of other uh, big players in the town and uh, grabbing ideas. Right. So that's how I started investing in New Brunswick as well. Okay. Very so before cool. I had a mind block of, uh, you know, all I wanted a property that I can see. Right? Yeah. You can drive out to it half an hour, an hour you're there. That's it. But after that, listening to you guys, uh, you know, listening to different other podcasts, and then I'm like, uh, Moncton, right? So yeah, why not? Why not? Right. And then me, I was, even though I was living in Nova Scotia, when I was there, I was not in the mindset to invest. No. But I had the connection and I know the area very well because we used to come to Moncton a lot. Yeah, it's along the way. I exactly. Mean, kind so of if you want to go to, center. if you want to go to Quebec City or you have to go to Moncton, people go to the casino, uh, go to the, uh, the buffet there. And, um, after listening to everybody and then I started interviewing people in uh, in New Brunswick right and um, especially in Moncton and I was I was start, starting to uh, talk to different uh, realtors and interviewing them not asking them saying hey I want to work for yeah. you I, I was only focusing on investor who was an uh, real estate broker because it made such a difference when I invested here in Montreal they could actually understand what you're looking for what your goal is What's your exit strategy? Like it's it's easy that way. So it drives fast, you, yeah. You speak exactly. the same language, which exactly yeah, perfect. So fast forward, I uh, when I mean when I sent you an email, I said mindset is everything. There's a reason <laughs> behind it, one hundred percent. And I feel like everything happens for a reason, and I totally totally believe it. So during this process of uh, you know talking to real estate brokers, talking to different um, property managers. So there was this one property manager I really connected with. You know, when you're on a call or when you're talking to somebody, you really feel that person. Hey, he's genuine. Yeah. I think we connected really well. So that person really connected. So I saved his name. I said, okay, if I find a property, I'm going to call him. So uh, one week later, so there there was a property there and I really liked it. It's a, it's a triplex and it's a rooming house. It's right beside the University of Moncton. Wow. Prime location. Prime Does location. Knows Moncton? Yeah. So that one is... That one is cash flowing fifteen hundred bucks after everything. Oh, I believe it! Wow, <laughs> score, right? it's, that's great. It's, I was so happy, and uh, I was I was really really happy with that deal. And uh, the realtor was like, "Hey, uh, the owner gives you a, a property. There's already a property manager managing it. Do you want to use them, or do you want to get a new one?" I said, "It's okay. Just give me that number. Let me talk to him." I typed that number in my phone, and that's the person I already saved. Oh, that's too funny. What a coincidence. <laughs> so he knew the property and exactly. all that. Exactly. So, so he was there already managing it for two years. So that was that was like one of my uh, mind blocker, I would say, like I started investing in New Brunswick. And then right after that, you know, then now I could invest anywhere in Canada. It's all about like taking the mind block away from you. And then uh, that give me a boost of my confidence. 
uh, and the mind block saying, yes, if I invest here and I can invest anywhere. So now, yeah, fast forward uh, three, four months. Uh, so now I'm at a portfolio of uh, nine doors. And then uh, I just have a uh, 40 units under contract in Spring Hill, Nova Scotia. Nice. Wow. Yes. 40 units. That's yep. crazy. <laughs> so that was that was amazing. So, you know, in November, you know, I started networking with different people. I hired a coach and it, it's all about, as I was saying, mindset is everything. So I got surrounded by the right people. And uh, right after that, you know, I was I was I was big on visualizing. So that's why I said my routine yeah. is, is my life changing game. So three years ago, uh, I was always big on uh, personal improvement and self-development. So I started networking that kind of people as well. So I started joining personal development groups in Montreal, uh, where a lot of books helped me to realize what I want, how I want it. I deal with a lot of uh, big players in, in Santa Clara. Okay. So that's my full-time job, right? So it's that's why like it, it's, it's all about people, right? Even like, even when getting a tenant, like that's how I say oh, yeah. it is everything. Like I have to feel the tenants. Like I really have to, I mean, when I was, it's a relationship. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're exactly. together for maybe a few years. So you got to get along, especially no. in Quebec. Oh, Quebec, you, you know, about the rules, right? It's not as yeah. easy as uh, New Brunswick or Nova Scotia. So no. Quebec, uh, the rules are uh, very tenant friendly, not landlord friendly, no, but it's all about like, what type of people you meet and i always feel like whatever energy you put out there you you give it back right you yeah. get it back that's that's exactly what it is and i live by the motto where you know sharing is caring the more i know <laughs> the more i i share to people i want to try every single strategy the birth strategy uh buy and hold multifamily, and i want to do every single thing and the end of the day come back and zoom out and see and then i really go on a deep into the stuff i really really enjoy Without yes. even having any pressure, right? So that is my, you know, goal uh, goal for going forward, right? In terms of uh, how I want to pursue things, uh, in terms of real estate. Tammy Lovell, investing in Costa Rica. So I know a lot of our listeners had some questions about investing in Costa Rica as a Canadian. Yes. It's a, there's a lot of fear out there. Is it like buying in the U.S.? You need multiple levels of corporation because you can get sued and all kinds of issues or Mexico. Yeah. A lot of people have heard about Mexico. You buy and it's not deeded land. Yes. yes. So can you tell us more about that? Like what's what's happening? I, I know it, but I'd love to hear it from you. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> so of course, Costa Rica is one of the hottest destinations right now for a tropical purchase. Um, everyone's buying as an investment and, and, you know, the rental market is just on fire. Uh, I actually have friends that are looking for rentals for next year and they are not able to find any. I have an air rental. I don't know if this yes, is big yes, enough, yes, but anyway. Yes, yes, I'm going to be sending them your rental. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Um, so basically, of course, but purchasing real estate in Costa Rica is not unlike purchasing real estate in Canada. Uh, 85% of the uh, everything here for sale is is title property. Acts absolutely the same as in Canada. There is a section um, on the beach. It's called the Maritime Zone. So 200 meters from the beach, 200 meters from the water, is actually owned by the government, and it's called concession land, which I suppose back home we would consider more like crown land. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess the yeah. same concept. There of you course, go. yes. So you don't buy an Algonquin Park for the Ottawa people, or mm -hmm. what national parks do you have in Newfoundland? 
Oh, we have Terra Nova National Park. So you wouldn't build there. Yeah. So it's the same kind of same principle. Yeah. So the government actually um, owns the land. The government owns the land, but you can buy properties that are on the land. So you can buy a property, and it cool. is yeah. It's called it's it's basically what we call it. You know, in real estate, is concession property. Um, and then you have to apply for uh, the lease of the land. It could be a 20-year lease. It could be 25. It could be 30. So, of course, uh, there is property to buy on the beach. Lots of beautiful, beautiful property. Understanding, though, that it is called concession land and that the government does own the land. You own the property, but the government owns the land. You may need yeah. to move your house at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe get a mobile home. I don't know. On the beach, <laughs> not very sexy. <laughs> no, it's good. It, and And I have lots of clients, actually, that have purchased. Um, on, concession, on concession, on concession as well, yes. and they're fine. So, no oh my dead. gosh, yes, no, 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 no. So I mean, I suppose if you do some research, there would be instances. Say, for example, if you didn't pay your taxes or something, oh, that, yeah. that could be a problem. But no. Um, so the process to purchase real estate in Costa Rica is not unlike the process in Canada. You find the uh, property that you like, you make an offer on it. Uh, with conditions, of course, again, you know, all done up in a purchase and sale agreement. Um, and then, uh, you know, the seller will come back and say, yes, they accepted, or maybe they want, uh, you know, uh, to do some bidding, the bidding process. And so then when it comes time that both parties have signed off on the purchase and sale agreement, I then introduce you to a local legal team um, and a local escrow service. And then you have 10 days uh, within the time frame of signing off to send your deposit. A deposit for real estate purchased in Costa Rica is 10%. Yeah, that's a big difference. In Canada, you know you can say 5,000, 10,000. Yes. Here it doesn't work. It's got to be that 10%. Yeah, yeah. So be prepared. U.S. dollars as well. So yes, something of course. To consider. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I see a question from a Facebook user. Sure. So it says, so foreigners cannot technically own land there. I guess only lease. So yeah, beachfront within 200 meters, it's really a lease, a yeah. land lease, yeah. kind of like a condo if you think about it, like yeah. in Canada. Yeah, but that's on, that only makes up 15%. Uh, so not to get mixed up with, you know, can you the own land here? Absolutely. Uh, so that's only that only makes up 15%. So basically, the the 200 meters within the beach is again owned by uh, most of it not not in every area in costa rica uh but most of it within 200 meters is indeed owned by the government but everywhere else it's all titled property so the same as it would be in canada and the amazing thing you can't see here because we're in my house but if we were in playa hermosa or other places it's quite uh there's steep hills and extremely good views of the ocean so you can live up on a hill like you did, I think, at some point. I did, yes. I and mean, you see the ocean every day. So. Yes, absolutely. And there are some places. Uh, I, the area that I live, as a matter of fact, uh, is called uh, uh, Las Palmas. So Las Palmas is a beach community within the town of Playas del Coco. Um, and Las Palmas, we jokingly call it Little Canada. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this because, oh, well. of course, there's people from all over the world that live there. But we do jokingly call it Little Canada. Um, and there are beautiful properties. There's houses. There's condominiums. Um, and the price points are fantastic if you were to buy. Can you give us an idea? So you could get a two-bedroom, two-bath, for example, below $200,000. Wow. Um, yes, absolutely. And your walking distance to the beach. 
I'm I'm literally like you're literally a two minute walk to the beach wow. and fantastic restaurants and uh, bars. La Dolce Vita, I heard. La Dolce Vita, <laughs> yes. We're yes. going there, a nice Italian restaurant tonight once we're done. Thanks to Tammy. So oh, I'm so glad. Great. You'll love it, yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, of course, there's there's lots of beautiful property here to purchase, and and I I you know I, all of my pretty much all of my um, clients, of course, are foreign investors. So uh, they come and they cannot believe how much you can get for the purchase price. Fully furnished. That's the one detail as well. Like for yes. the most part, for around 200k, yeah. if you buy existing, yes. like here, I mean, of course, I'm upgrading things. But it came with mattresses and a, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. So I don't have to put in 50K in furniture. Yes. It's yes. almost done. Yeah. So you're probably buying off, uh, you know, someone who's selling from the U.S. or Canada or Europe. So they're selling it fully furnished because they're not going to take their belongings back on the flight with them. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Air Canada, here's my couch. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> I did move on a bus when I was a teenager, so I'm not doing that again. Ah, <laughs> yes. Good old days. Been there, done that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Tammy, tell us more about new builds, because this is great. We spoke about existing construction. Yes. You can buy existing inventory, which is quite low. Mm -hmm. So you need to call Tammy. Here's her information. <laughs> Make sure to check her out on social media. But exists a new build as well. So Tammy and I toured mm. a really exciting project. And um, I was driving around. I saw it. I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like much. But Tammy convinced me. She's like, you have to mm. come and check it out. We went there. And you should see the yoga deck that's coming up at about 300 feet up in the air. You can see the ocean. Yes. You can get houses for what? Kind of range 190 to 250 190 to 240 250 yes you can get a beautiful brand house. new brand new and you pick the yeah. finishes so yes. of course there's a bit of a like a style guideline outside inside you can go wild put pink yeah. tiles everywhere if you feel like yes. it i don't recommend it for resale remember what i always teach everybody mm -hmm. i know some of my students are watching tonight uh, you always have to be very liquid. Whatever you buy should be easy for resale. And I'm sure this always. applies. So infinity pools are great, yeah. but I mean, maybe not for everybody. So if, if you're an investor, think about what you do. And this is great. This project does mm -hmm. allow you to customize it. Yes. Make it an investment friendly uh, purchase as well. Yeah, it's a beautiful community. It's called Monte Hermosa, which means beautiful mountain. Uh, it's at the entrance of Playas del Coco. Uh, literally like less than two kilometers, I do believe. I haven't driven it, so I don't know exactly. Uh, so pardon me if I, it's not exactly two kilometers, but uh, yeah, from the beach and the amenities. If you drive it, I mean literally a three-minute drive to the beach. It's very, very beautiful. Um, so it's a collection of, you know, homes that you do follow, of course. Uh, I think the architect has uh, four models, four yeah. or five models, and of course you have to follow the model. Uh, but you can decorate inside and pick your finishes. And yes, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful two-story home. I don't know where you would get something for $200,000. Get a garage for that price now. Not a right. Will Mitchell, investing in Belize. So the island that I'm based on is an island called Ambergris Key. It's the number one tourism destination within the country. So 24 miles long, three miles wide at its widest. And this is the first location where we got fiber optics. So nice. you'll notice on the island, like we have comparable speeds to what you're used to in Canada. But if you go to more remote locations around the country, you're going to find that 
it's a little patchier, but usually uh, there's two providers here. There's Smart and Digicel. And usually they'll offer, you know, commercial packages. So if you're a digital nomad who is willing to spend, then in most places you can get it, but the island is definitely the best internet. Okay, very cool. And watching yep. your videos as well, if I'm sure our listeners will watch after hearing this, uh, you see the house construction is a bit different. I've seen some houses are kind of raised. Can you tell us more about the construction type? Like, is it wood or stone? Like, not stone, but concrete or... Yep. So, I mean, the reason they raise it is because the water table here is, you know, relatively high and okay. we're not like a super hilly or mountainous island. So generally in most places, they'll raise the property about three to 10 feet above, you know, the water table or, you know, the ground. When people are building out here, we do it a very specific way. We work with a couple builders who have been building here for years they will quote in wood or concrete. Obviously concrete is going to have some benefits from yeah. the, the long-term standpoint, maintenance, insurance is substantially cheaper on concrete homes, uh, wood homes right now, especially with the lumber price increases that we've seen over the past year, which I, I believe has been affecting pretty much the whole world believe. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's no different here. And we've seen that it used to be, that and i mean there, you can get someone to build for cheaper than this i'm talking more about like getting a canadian or close to canadian standard home usually you'll have about fifty thousand dollars in fixed costs like getting your permitting prepping your land architectural fees and planning and for wood right now you're looking at about 145 bucks a foot versus concrete which is about 155 to 160 bucks a foot so oh. I mean, from what we found with the the benefit long term, almost yeah. everyone we're working with is opting to build concrete. And it's interesting. I mean, when we kind of started doing deeper market research, and I can talk more about the high level uh, belief stuff after this, but we kind of were the first guys to go in and do an analysis and look at, okay, what's the replacement cost for these homes that are selling in the market here? And the reason we have so many clients building, which you'll see on our YouTube channel and why we're so keen on developing as well is because most homes and condos in the market, essentially all of them are are selling for about 30% above the replacement cost of those homes. So we just, because, and now it, it, you know, everything happens for a reason, but it's really because we haven't had a ton of growth in the market. Um, in terms of rental inventory. So we're really keen on building. We work closely with a number of architects, builders, project managers, and streamline the whole process. So someone abroad doesn't have to think about it. Sarblow Gill. Things successful real estate investors do that you probably don't. Our team is laser focused on teaching Canadians, individuals, investors, business owners on the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. We have so many clients who are real estate investors and they just can't get enough of this process because by implementing this process in their lives, they've radically enhanced the outcome of their real estate investments. And they've been able to achieve this without changing their cash flow, without taking on any additional risk, without working any harder and without ever losing control or access to capital. 
And we've been doing this for several years, uh, although we're headquartered in Edmonton, Alberta, but we work coast to coast, including the province of uh, Quebec. And I've known Francois for several years. Uh, we were actually introduced, an acquaintance of ours uh, who has been practicing the process of becoming a banker also for several years now. And he's he's a real estate lawyer, a real estate investor himself. That's how we got, both of us got introduced. Yeah, and this is exciting because you mentioned some key points, control, and right now, People are feeling the pain. We have no control over mortgage rates. As Canadian investors know, real estate investors, mortgage rates have gone up quite a bit. I yeah. mean, of course, when you're buying, you're planning and yeah, you plan a contingency fund, but you don't plan on five increases in a row. So uh, infinite banking, I mean, you have set set rates, set criteria, and you're the banker. You know, the key word that you just mentioned, uh, Francois, is that you are the banker. That's why yeah. the, the title to the book, which kind of changed everything on how we go about financing things in life, the title of the book uh, that we teach on or based on is called Becoming Your Own Banker, Unlock the Infinite Banking Concept by our late mentor, R. Nelson Nash. And in the title itself, the keyword is your own. So you are in driver's seat from, from get-go. You're only doing things that you have to do to achieve the success that you want to have. But just by adding one extra step to what you already are doing, you're just going to add that control aspect built in from get-go. You know, I've been investing in real estate also for several years. And knowing what I know now, which is the process of becoming a banker, I would still go about in investing in real estate, but yeah. I'm just going to change the process to go about doing it. You know, as a real estate investor, one thing that we are really focused on is, is building cash flow, building wealth, building that equity, building that appreciation. But one thing that we should keep in mind is, is to grow our capital to achieve all the building wealth that real estate helps us achieve. And then if you're able to grow your capital and then you're able to access against that growing pool of capital without ever interrupting the growth of your own capital, Imagine the power that you're creating in terms of financial tailwind that is going to have, which is going to push your head in life financially. Every decision that we have made with the use of money in life so far, and you can attest with it, is mm -hmm. a financing decision. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. So we either pay cash for things. And as a real estate investor, I have piled up cash in someone else's bank. I'm not going to pick the name. doesn't matter which bank. It's one of the five banks that I also bank at. So I kept piling cash in someone else's bank. And once I had enough money or capital saved for down payment for an investment property, I took all the capital and I exchanged it as down payment. Yeah. So, so I achieved the objective of, of using the capital for buying yeah. an investment property, but all that capital now is gone. Now it's working for someone else. Now, if you're able to go about still achieving your objective of buying the property, but all your capital is still growing and working for you, would that put you in a better financial position than mm. sending your capital away? If, if it is, then you should certainly look into the process of becoming a banker, the infinite banking concept. Yeah, no, this is insane. And it's, it's kind of mind boggling. If you're listening to this for the first time and learning about infinite banking, I think it might take a little bit of time to get used to the concept because it's so all-encompassing and so big that it takes a bit of time to um, to digest like a steak. You don't eat the whole steak at once. So you have to do it a little bit at a time and then you start understanding it. 
and then your eyes are open and oh my goodness you'll go from i'm gonna just show my stack of debit cards <laughs> from all the different banks and bank accounts if you can chuck all this at some point and stop losing this opportunity like all this cash like you said this this cycle of saving up for a down payment and there's always somebody doing that banking function so even if you do a joint venture it's someone's capital that they 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 got somewhere and then it's gone and you're paying interest on it so it's kind of adding insult to injury maybe like it's it's crazy so this is enormous how how it's going to change your real estate investing and not dealing with banks so can you tell us more or tell me more starblow about not dealing with the bank because that sounds you can get yeah. a loan and i i just approve myself here you go one million dollars <laughs> yeah so the process of becoming a banker the infinite banking concept that's the process that's a concept right but to implement this concept, we have to use a tool. And that tool is called a participating dividend-paying whole life policy. The reason why we use that particular tool to implement this process called Become Your Banker is because that tool is the best tool to get the job done. Because it has all the characteristics that are required for you to be in total and absolute control from the banker's perspective from the wealth builder's perspective. So, you know, a tool called life insurance, in this case, participating dividend paying whole life, you have to capitalize your banking system, which is your life insurance, and build it to a point where it can do all these amazing things for you. So you have to put money in as premium. You already are flowing money to the books of someone else's bank. In fact, all your income today flows to the books of someone else's bank and you're okay with it. Yeah. You truly are. Don't Imagine ask any questions, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, because we are accustomed to do that, and we we always thought that hey, that's the best way to flow money. Well, yeah. if you take a portion of the money and gradually move it into your bank as premium, it creates a that benefit because it is life insurance. There's two possibilities, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from today, either you're alive or you're gone. Hello, wine and real estate listeners. Jason Lowe here from episode number one two nine. Access to financing and dealing with the banks can be frustrating. We've all felt it. Every payment that you make, whether it's the mortgages, property taxes, repairs and maintenance, unplanned vacancy, every single transaction is a permanent transfer of money away from you, making the wheels of the banking business and the real estate business turn. In other words, you're doing all the work and everyone else is getting all your money. Let me show you everything that I know from my 15 years of experience teaching people the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept all across Canada. All you need to do is head on over to ibc4me.com. Again, that's ibc4me.com. And I will give you the blueprint to solve the problem. Again, that's ibc4me.com. Whatever your real estate and wealth building goals are, I promise you the infinite banking concept is the best process to get you there. I encourage you to take the next step. Simply head on over to ibc4me.com. Again, that's ibc4me.com. And if you think you can't afford to do that right away, well, let me tell you, you can't afford not to discover this. I truly believe that what you'll learn will open your eyes to a whole new financial world.